you guys actually listen to that shit? This is the Unemployable Podcast. Mm. Well, come what, to... What are those things called when it's... Unemployable. Uh, the macronomes? Or what is it? Uh, metronomes? Uh, metronomes. Fucking metronomes. Metronomes. That's right. I'll keep you in tune, Cam. <laughs> Come on, All right, I mean, we're, we're rolling, right? We're rolling. Yeah. All right, Cam, give us an intro and welcome. Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Javi. Thank you for joining us, man. Oh, yeah, thank you, Javi. Sure. Do we ever just have a special guest? Or is everyone very... No, today... <laughs> Everyone's a special guest. This is a very special guest. Cam believes in equality. He realized he said it the first episode. Therefore, everybody's very special. That's right. I think the drinks just got here. Yeah. Kyla? Nice. I like your jacket, man. Right? Yeah. Thank you. There's more. <laughs> Looking like a tattoo artist that I can mention. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored. Sponsored by literally fucking everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for today's episode. Me too. I, oh, what the fuck was he driving? A little oh, like scooter thing. Vespa. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I, I, I just saw my head go. Well, we, we get we get the ones. <laughs> He's in a Vespa club. Hell yeah. They go that, hard. That explains the jacket. <laughs> <They go hard>. <laughs> <laughs> it explains the jacket. <laughs> He's top tier. Boy. He's earned those badges. Do we have? Do we <laughs> any sponsorship stuff or audio or not? Uh, we're good. You mean do we need? I mean we have for modern citizen and. Sanoderm cool. allegory. We're good. Unless you want to throw something in there. No, no, no. What black ink do you use? Everything. Everything? You try it all? Mm, I'm a whore. I'm a you, whore. Said, you said I'm a whore? I'm a whore. I like that. Holy yeah, it's um, for color, for sure, for sure, fusion. Fusion's always been the one <laughs> and kind of like falling back on. Um, every time I've ever like dabbed in everything else, I end up just back there. Yeah. You know like I mean? the so, powder pigment stuff? What do you mean? Because fusion's powder pigment, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That science, I'm not like it, too sure. Yeah, Eternal's like dispersed plastic. Like, that. like different consistencies. I like the fusion stuff, too. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. I didn't know the science behind it. Like yeah, that. Scott was the one breaking all that down to me. Scott Jaffa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he knows like about that shit. And yeah. I, we've even had, like, guest artists travel, not in a while, but even, like, as recent as a couple years ago with the powder. Like oh, yeah. bricks of color. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, give it up, man. But like, what do you do? Like, sprinkle it in the ink cap? Like, yeah, and they like mix it with like, like solution. Glycerin. Yeah. yeah. Like glycerin shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Scott was putting me on. That's why that like Electrum ink company. Like, they don't make this blue anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I have the powder <laughs> for it. My mentor used to do that with, uh, with yellow. He used to have like a yeah. milk gallon of yellow yeah. he would make. <laughs> yeah. It's like this everybody, because back then, like, I think it was like what, 12, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Uh, some companies just didn't get yellow. I think only Starbright really got yellow, right? Yeah, they had the canary yellow, right? Canary yellow, right. Yeah. And yeah, he would just sit there and make his own fucking yellow. And it was a lot like golden yellow from Fusion, mm. where it's like that really like... Um, kind of orangey almost feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like a richer yellow. Nice yellow, yeah. And I'm never going to forget, dude, I remember seeing that big ass gallon of fucking yellow. I was like, what <laughs> the right. fuck is that? You're like, this man's ready. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's ready for the tad apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Which is coming. Which is coming with all the regulations that are happening right now on the other side of the world. It's apocalypse. There you go. Mm -hmm. No, 100%, dude. Like, this shit's scary. Like, it's scary the idea of, you know, us not having certain colors. Which, you know, I'm pretty sure 
most companies that are in in the world of making color are probably already on it. We're probably not even going to fucking do. Yeah. yeah. We got to create a safe room at the shop. And we'll have all different machines in the mm-hmm. wall. Like everything from coils to pens. We'll have gallons of yellow. Yellow. <laughs> Only yellow. Only yellow. <laughs> everything else should be fine. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> Danny's on it. <laughs> we'll have canned ointments, you know, yeah. ready. Mason jars. Mason jars. Like, Speaking of ointments, Javi brought us his skin theory tattoo ointment. Great segue. That was, that was pretty good. That, that was, was pretty good. Smooth. That was smooth. So, <laughs> so, I mean, tell me about this. I was asking you a little bit beforehand, but like, you know, how long you've been creating it, where the idea came from, what's different about it? So there was a couple of videos I saw about a year and a half ago talking about using the benefits of using silicone, uh, silicone-based ointments right. uh, for tattoos and stuff like that. Silicone-based ointments uh, aren't something new. As opposed to what? Uh, as opposed to like petroleum, wax, right. you know, the typical everyday kind of oh, stuff. How can you bring to. up a little closer to it? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, you can move. Oh, hey. Yeah. 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 Up and down and shit. That works. Um, so opposed to, uh, you know, petroleums and wax base, you know, stuff like that. The idea, you know, behind silicone-based ointments isn't necessarily something new. I mean, it's been around for surgeries. It, it's great for surgery because, um, because of how slick it is. It doesn't allow blood to like fully dry like onto the skin. So it's really easy to kind of clean up and... You know, obviously, during surgery, it's way messier than us. I mean, yeah. it's blood fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's surgery. So, like, I saw a couple of videos kind of, like, use, like, using the benefits or the, doing the benefits of using silicone on skin while tattooing. The idea of it is, is that when the needle goes into the skin and comes out, it creates a vacuum. The slicker the surface, the more efficient that vacuum is, that the, the saturation is in the vacuum. So, hence why silicone kind of works. I mean, and it's kind of one of those kind of things that has a snowball or cascade effect. Because if every single dot is as efficient as it can be, you don't have to go over and over and over. Gotcha. Leading to less trauma, leading to a better heal, leading basically a snowball effect all the way down the line. Right. I mean, so it's like it's that little prick that really means a lot. Sure. You know, so it's. Yeah, I mean, you had told me that at the convention and I was using it and. I felt like I noticed that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if it was like in my mind because you said it or if it was right. actually happening. You know, it's funny. I go through the same thing too. Like when, oh, uh, yeah, when, yeah. when I first when I first heard about it, I started using silicone ointments. Yeah. There are some like on the market and stuff like that. It's just nothing like, you know, in the tattoo industry like that I know of. Yeah. Uh, hence why I wanted to go out and kind of make some stuff. Um, and then, uh, what's it called? The it was funny because as I was doing the research, I wasn't sure if, like you said, like if it was in my head. Right. <laughs> right. But everybody keeps telling me the same thing. Now, I don't know if it's a, a, a kind of like a surrounding effect where like because I said it, now you're thinking about <laughs> right. it. What, what's that called? I know, yeah. Like, it's like you planted this, like the, right. the idea. Right. Which, a, which yeah. I feel bad for if that's the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't think so because it seems to be so far the case with everybody, especially yeah. when it comes to the healing and all that. And obviously that's you know, super unbiased as far as the skin goes. Yeah. So it's like, if that part's true, then it has to be true in our heads as well. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of companies kind of gearing their product or their sales pitch towards, um, like comfort on the skin Mm -hmm. or like healing or adding different like essential oils or, you you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like it's like moving in that direction. Right. Right. Where you kind of took a different direction, you're like went for like efficiency of the tattoo, right? More the technical aspect Correct. because it's like I never 
whenever there's weight maintenance that have like a lot of fragrances and stuff like that, now you're just adding more variables for yeah. the client to worry about. Right. And well, usually the client has no too. fucking clue either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't yeah. tell you the amount of times I've tattooed somebody, use, you know, like like a, te- a techoderm or anything like that, and then find out they have an adhesive uh, reaction yeah. right. and that we find out together. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just found out right, right. now too. As a team. Yeah. Right. So it's like the way I see it when it comes to uh, tattooing, especially on the application part of it, remove as many variables as humanly possible. Yeah. So that there I'm is, so, so you can that. narrow it the fuck mm-hmm. down. Yeah. You know, to if there is any issues. You know what I mean? Because it's like, dude, you start adding a bunch of shit to it. You don't know what the fuck happened. No, 100%. I used to have the craziest setup, all these different things mm-hmm. going on, whatever. And I wanted to improve my tattoo work. And I was like, I just got to narrow. I got to shorten this. I got to make it simpler, so simpler. Even to the point now, it's like, it used to be even simpler than this. But it's like three caps, one machine, mm-hmm. maybe one or two needles. Right. And like, that's it. Yeah. So I could focus on like hand technique, ink, those kind of things. And when I had a million caps out, all these different needles, different machines, like I, it's like I don't know what the issue is. Hey, you're not getting lost in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it could be this, that, this machine, this needle, this ink, this. Well, like, I, don't, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but sometimes like I'll be, ta- I'll start tattooing and I, it'll go great, and then I'll start fucking around and before you know, I forget. Yeah. I forget what I did that yeah. first 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, I try to go yeah. back to that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, the simplest route is always the best because you don't add more things to your head. Right. You know I mean, it's like the same thing goes with tattooing. The same thing goes with like as simple as ointment. Right. You know I mean, as simple as machines, as simple as needles, all those kind of things. Sometimes less is more. Did less you more. did you read the warning label? Yeah. Do, do we, do we, we want to read, read this out loud? Yeah, yeah. read it first. I, for, I do want to say, like, I, I've, I have fun. I have used, like, a fair <laughs> amount of, like, other ointments now, and I do like this the best. It also did feel, like, different. Like, it's I noticed like, the difference between it and yeah. other, like, major... Well, that's um, the silicone. That's yeah. the silicone. You could, I really you could, like you it. Could, it's kind of like when you tell the difference between shea butter and and mm-hmm. like aquaphor. Yeah, it's just like a little bit smoother. That mm-hmm. base of it being silicone is almost like silk. Yeah. So like as you're tattooing, you're you don't feel a drag. Mm-hmm. Like with aquaphor is like a resistance. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Butter, this yeah. you put on, it's almost like a like a hybrid between lotion and, and ointment. It's like some kind of weird middle yeah, ground. I like it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the warning label on this is pretty fucking cool. Just sound it out. Do your best. Okay, wait. For external use only, do not ingest. Keep out of reach of children. Avoid contact with eyes. Do not share, because that's gross. Close container after each use. Avoid freezing unless you live in Santa's workshop. Avoid overheating unless you tattoo in hell. (laughs) That's fire. (laughs) It makes sense to me. Yeah. I do like the directions, too. Did you read the directions? Go ahead, Cam. You're doing great. Apply a thin amount of ointment to the skin as needed for the smoothest tattooing you've ever had. This ointment is not for that rash you need. Go see a doctor for that. Nice. (laughs) That's sick. uh, This applies to tattooers. This does. (laughs) So when I made the ointment, when they asked me, like, oh, what do you want to write as, you know, the instructions and warning? I'm like, like, I thought that that's like a normal. I can customize that? Yeah, like I thought thought it was like a set thing that companies just had. And they were like, no, dude, you can put whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, send me a template. Send me like something that people have done. Yeah. I grabbed it and I just started tearing it apart. That's cool. What I mean, what inspired you to make a, even a product in general like this? COVID. Okay. To be honest, COVID. maybe some boredom. Uh, dude, that lockdown was a hell of awakening uh, because you know, as most tattoo artists are go, you know, I mean, we don't really do anything other than tattooing, right? And 
it's only when our backs are up against the wall or like our nuts are completely fucking removed yeah that we then realize that what we got is real fucking temporary yeah and it can be literally taken away in 2.5 seconds right so ever since the lockdown like do you, even during the lockdown i was like thinking of like like products or objects and things outside of tattooing but that's still in the industry um, and then when lockdown was over and I was able to kind of talk to companies and stuff like that, that's when I started making the death grips. Uh, I began making the death grips. I think it was like right before COVID. Was this first? COVID stopped. The yeah. death grips? Yeah, the death grips. The little machine holder? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Which is simple because I literally dropped my machines. You know I mean, my, yeah. everything's all pen shaped. Everything literally just rolls right off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not meant to be used while tattooing. Right. Because Quick that's disclosure. fucking gross. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, just for display. Take it off your fucking station. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I get some people that say, like post pictures of it on their station, and I appreciate the shout out. Yeah. But fuck, that's gross. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like, Don't put your fucking yeah. muse machine on there. Like, yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, it drives me fucking insane. But I try not to say anything because I try to play that Switzerland, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. role. You know, try to be neutral. You create the product. You yeah. Use it, I just you hope know? it's Fuck. clean. Right. <laughs> Could be used for bad. Yeah, but that was the first one. That, and that one I began right before COVID began. Um, I remember I was going to the conventions with, with little prototypes, you know, and stuff like that kind of show it off. Uh, started getting everybody excited. Started taking uh, uh, pre-orders, pre yeah. which was a big mistake. <laughs> uh, because then COVID happened and I got super overwhelmed when it finally uh, <laughs> came. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I originally only wanted to order like 50 of them just right. to kind of give it a shot. Yeah. And I'm never going to forget. I remember I put up 50. They were gone within like, like right away I got pre-ordered. I hit up my manufacturer. I was like, I need to order 50 more. <laughs> and they're like, all right, cool. Put it in the order. I paid, I paid what the yeah. order was and gone. Like the next thing I was like literally like that. Bah, bah, bah. And I asked him like, dude, what's like, What's the minimum for a big order? Like, what we consider yeah. a big order? It's like, oh, minimum for a big order is 500. And I was like, fuck it. I guess let's go 500. And yeah, yeah within, before COVID even fucking started, I was already tapped out of the 500. Right. They're just about. Yeah. And then fucking, then they arrived. And then it was like time to fulfill everything. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Do I have pictures online of like just walls of boxes? And you said they were breaking. They were right? breaking in the beginning. Yeah. Because <sighs> the box originally that they came in was too tight. And it's like, and now, you know how UPS is and right. warriors and yeah, stuff like that, care. dude. They, were, they don't give a shit. If it says fragile, it means fucking soccer. If it says fragile, they like get tempted to kick it more. They use it as a yeah. soccer ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, dude, it was such a headache. But you know what I mean? Anybody, anytime anybody hit me up, I always send them another one. You know yeah. Mean? Until we eventually got it right. And we eventually did. Now, so far, so far, so good. We haven't yeah. had any emails uh, breakage. So how long has this been out? Oh, shoot. Two Let's years? See. Well, 2020 is when... COVID began, yeah, about two and a half. I two would and a half years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, every every time we run out, it's a, a bit of a process to get more. Yeah. Um, but then we usually, once we get more, it's like a nice little jolt. Go through all the channels, the send the pigeons out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <The> usual. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second, this was the second product? The that skin was my theory second ointment? product, yes. And you're like, all right, I got some experience doing products for That filament. one's been harder. That one's been harder to sell. This one? Yes. Okay. Because tattoo orders are stubborn. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're competing... With a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like the death grape, I'm not competing with anybody. Right. You know, I'm competing yeah. with like shit that you find on Amazon. Right. Like it's almost very, like figurines. Yeah, yeah. Figurines. They're right. more like art pieces than anything yeah. else. So that was super duper easy. Like the next one I'm coming out with, I'm pretty sure it'll be a little bit easy too. Yeah. But the ointment though, like you said, because of all the other competitors, people are already used to their other ones. Um, it's, and it is different because it's silicone. Right. You have to work with it a little bit differently. You mean, yeah. Like, like I've had some guys where like, they'll be like, oh, the stencil gets removed when I use it. And then when I see them tattooing, they're one of those that like to like put ointment on the entire stencil. Oh yeah. 
it's like, very that's slick. Yeah. So it will kind of lift it up, which I personally like because I don't like having my stencil on the entire time. I don't either. I can't see my lines. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, like nothing's worse than when the stencil's literally stuck. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, then you can't take a picture of it. You got to wait until the fucking thing yeah, heals or you got to like hit them with sandpaper. And you're or like, fucking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Give me a little Tattoo's bit of a little about to get fun. drunk, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? So interesting fact. Um, I love experimenting. I yeah, love yeah. experimenting with, with tattooing and everything sure. like that. So you know how Florida's super duper humid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're really oily, if you put on too much ointment, you get a moisture rash, you over-secrete, right. you know, stuff like that. I ended up finding out that I have some clients that are really, really oily. What works best for them is to clean it with alcohol. Okay. it dries them out, and then the humidity in the air is enough to moisturize them back down. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. The most interesting thing ever. Right. It is so much fun when we're done tattooing. There's a Florida like, tattoo well, secret. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try this in Maine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, uh, dude, it's so much fun with some of those clients. Like, we'll be done tattooing, and I'll be like, well, dude, it's time to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nate. Woo. Nate Nate does the alcohol at the end. You know what I get all the fucking time in Florida is people, like, come in to get tattooed, and they're sunburned. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? That's such a mistake. <laughs> like they'll fly in from somewhere or whatever. They don't know how this place works. And they get in a day early. They go to the beach and they're red. Yeah. Well, they're like, I can't get it after my tattoos. So. I'm like, yo, are you? Yep. Well, they feel like they can't go to the beach they after. Prioritize. So they squeeze it in. They prioritize. They, pri- <laughs> they prioritize. And apparently we're on the bottom of the list. Right, so. right. We're the Phil, second day. Phil right. called to, uh, one of his clients out for it. He goes, listen, it looks like you get sun fucked. So let's just stay away from her. <laughs> <laughs> but she had uh, that seal skin. He goes, bro, you got to say it. Yeah. yeah. Goes, and I kind of know her. So no, you know what's funny, though, is that when, if you tattoo that type of, like, when it's really sunburned like that, that skin is already damaged. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to drop it all. Right. So literally, like, because I've, I've done it before, where, like, I looked at the client, I'm like, well, you fucking flew in. Let's fucking go to town. Yeah. And obviously, it's incredibly fucking painful because they're literally they're completely right. damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's already pre-damaged, dude, when it heals, the body spits it all out. Yeah. Yeah. They literally leave with like a mark. Right. You know, of some random shit. Yeah. No, no, it's insane. Yeah. And it sucks when that happens because yeah. obviously it's their flight, their hotel, yada, yada. Yeah. But they did it to themselves. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope that tan was worth it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Your temporary tan. No, but they're all tourists, mostly tourists. And they, uh, yeah. They're smart about getting it at the end of the vacation, but right. you're burnt. Yeah. yeah. So, with something like this, because, you know, I think you brought up a good point. A lot of tattooers really just kind of stick with tattoos. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll get a little a little more involved with conventions, prints, pins, like little stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, clothes. Clothes. Yeah. But, uh, like, nothing to rely on. And I think right. something that I'll think about and other tattooers sometimes might think about is doing a product or some kind of secondary form of income or business that you maybe could rely on later in life. Right. I mean, was that a factor in creating oh, something? Like, I have two kids. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's like, and I won't be able to tattoo forever. Right. Like, I already feel it now, dude. It's been like 15 years. Right. And, dude, it's like, if I get in the wrong position with my back, oh, yeah. I have to reschedule my appointment the next day. Even sleeping. Dude, everything. Yeah. Everything. So it's like, it's tattooing is not forever. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's for the young. And, like, Cam, you got, you're good now. Yeah, yeah you're I fine. Mean, it's like, it's you, you don't even have to listen to this conversation. <laughs> no, let me, tell you, let me tell you, 10, 15 years in the, into it, dude, it starts to suck ass. Yeah. Like, it starts to physically hurt. You know yeah. I mean, to the point where you do get sick. You yeah. know I mean, if you overwork yourself. Um, like, I always make sure whenever I do, like, two or three days back to back that I take a bit of time off. Yeah. Because it's, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal to the body. 
Um, so because of that, I mean, we don't have retirement like that. You I mean like, sure, some of us, you know, do if like some of us that have our businesses and we do pay our taxes correctly and do a 401k and right. the whole thing, sure, but we know how 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 it is. Florida, especially in Florida, right. it's expensive as shit. 401k and social security and all that kind of shit really won't cover a lot. So in the tattoo industry, we kind of have to find ways to kind of make things be, whether it be opening up our own studio, whether it be, you know, um, the products, whatever it might be, it's good to have something else. You know, don't rely just on tattooing. And it's really easy to rely just on tattooing because tattooing yeah. itself makes a lot of money. And it's fun. And it's fun. Right. So it's like, you know, you kind of you kind of think, you're, like, dude, before COVID, I was like, oh, why the fuck would I do anything else? Yeah. I'm yeah. making a shit ton of money tattooing the whole yeah. thing. I don't really need to do anything else. Mm -hmm. But when it gets taken away from you, yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't, gets tight. I didn't have to really... <laughs> Like, I know that was, like, a huge deal for you guys because I didn't really get into the industry until after that. Right. So. Yeah. Cam's never made money in his life. He has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, because this is cool. And I'll, and I'll think about products and, and doing stuff like that. And especially if it's a product you can use in tattooing, I could see situations where it would be fun. Mm. I know it comes with all kinds of stress. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. But it's like, okay, cool. Like, I have a product, and, like, you're saying experimenting, testing it. Right. And, and it, you know, working hand-in-hand hand with the business you already have going. Right. And you said you might plan on doing more products? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to do, like, a sunblock just because we live in Florida. Yeah. Like that oh, that's cool. great. You know? Right. Um, I just want to make sure that whatever I do create, ideally, hopefully, it's not already around too much. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, it's something at least a little bit unique. Yeah. I mean, to, to the to the industry. Yeah, we've seen the same things done over so and over and the over CBD again. this and the, the, the fragrance that. And it's like, it's always the same shit. Right. And a million different ink caps, you know, a million different inks, forms of setup, yeah. different color, you know. The idea is to find a find figure out what problems there are yeah. and then find the solutions for them. Yeah. You know I mean, that's, that's the goal. Um, if you start trying to copy a bunch of shit, then you're just going to be doing that. You're just going to be copying yeah. a bunch of shit. And then I, then I wish you luck trying to get out right. because then at that point you're, you're relying so heavily on everyone else to like push you through because your product doesn't push you through. Right. Because like I hope they come up with another idea so I can copy it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you, but if you end up kind of, kind of like finding or like creating some sort of solution to problems, then in that sense, you can then begin to have the product carry itself. Right. I mean, like I know for sure, like once I get this in enough hands, it'll carry itself. It's just a matter of getting it in those hands. Yeah, which you, know you were, it seems to be doing a great job hitting the conventions, handing it out and like yeah, talking too. to people about it. But even before all that, and maybe for people that are thinking like, hey, you know, I'd like to create a product or come up with a second form of income or, or even just to add something to the industry. I mean, where do you start? Like this is you started with the death grip. And how did you decide, like, I'm going to do this? Looking your day to day. Right. Looking your every day to day and what problems you have. I mean, like the one problem like with the death grip, for example, the one problem I had was whenever I put my machine down, it would always roll. Right. And I had a couple of times where they would roll off the table because I, I would have I, I, before I didn't have a tray. I yeah. used to have like a stainless steel uh, yeah. slab that essentially came out of the wall. So there was no lip. No lip. So, I, dude, I can't tell the amount of like machines that would just roll right off and just fall straight yeah. to the ground. Uh, and then that's when I started getting the idea. I'm like, fuck. That's dude, when like, everyone in the shop's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, when you hear it. And that you, clunk is so loud. Oh, and, and Especially if an apprentice did. <laughs> it's like multiplied. There, there's, a specific, there's a specific clunk that you can hear things yeah. get loose. 
in that clunk where it has like a reverberation and you're like, no. Like goes. it drops, hits again. Oh, and you hear and some these things are right? cheap. No, <laughs> yeah, and they're I mean, so fragile. They're fragile as shit. You mean <laughs> fucking do something. Sometimes whenever you go on conventions, if you put it in the wrong fucking overhead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's enough. Uh, a good, uh, enough turbulence. I have mine in a Pelican case with like six inches of padding around all of it. And it can still fucking break. <laughs> and you mean, it's still so sketchy. You mean nowadays, you know, the machines are very fucking engineered. I mean, they're not like coils like they were back in the day. You could fucking yeah. drop them all goddamn day and all right, yeah. cool. The Quick fucking tune. spring will ba- bend yeah. and you fucking bend that bitch back. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, if yeah. anything, it makes it better now. Yeah, yeah. You had the stronger. It's now tuned. Yeah. 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 It's like a Nokia phone. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, I'm tuning my machine. <laughs> but nowadays, you know, man, these things get a bump too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean, and things get dislodged. So it's like, I mean, that, so that, so when it comes to trying to figure out a product or whatever the case is, literally look at, look at your day to day life and where you have problems that there really isn't like a solution for. Like almost like make it personal, something it like personal. you like and you would use. Right. Because yeah. if you don't use it or you wouldn't use it, yeah, what's what the, the fuck's the point? Because this shit's expensive to fucking yeah. do. <laughs> it ain't cheap. Yeah, yeah, you I mean, want so something that like, you enjoy. Yeah, that so you want to so use. You want to make sure at least you use it. Like, yeah. I, like when I made my ointment, I wanted a silicone ointment. Yeah. So when I made it and it was so in the beginning, I didn't give a shit. I'm so, I'm fucking used yeah. to using my own ointment. Ointment. Right. I was going nuts. Fucking yeah. just like going through my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. I was. Oh, dude, fuck I was a tongue so depressor. He's using a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. The point is is to make something that at least you will use and at least will solve some problem in your in your day to day. And if it solves a problem in your day-to-day, you might then find out that there's problems in everybody else's day-to-day that right. that solves. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that the easiest thing to do is look within. Look within mm-hmm. yourself and within your, your day, and you'll end up finding your product. So yeah. like with the death grip, the idea, I guess, then was, hey, I want something to hold my machines, right? Right. Like whenever I'm done tattooing and I want to put my machine down so it yeah. doesn't roll. Because like, usually what I'll do is I'll put it down and you just turn away. And in that turning away is where... Bum, it, bum, bum, it goes bum, to die. Bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was more of like, I want something to put it down. And I didn't want like, you know, just like a stand. Because there are plenty of those like everyday little like, you know, poker things like yeah, on Amazon. They're like poker chip holders. Kind of, which is okay. It. Yeah. You know, but I boring. wanted something that fits my aesthetic too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, because I have a bunch of fucking skulls everywhere. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I wanted something that kind of fit the vibe. No, yeah, you captured it. It looks cool as shit. It was if fun. I saw that on somebody's no, station, I'm like, yo, that's, no, that's I'm pretty excited. sick. I'm excited for the next version because the next version is going to be, because one, oh, the one problem I found out. Well, the one problem I made for myself within finding a solution is that I figured out I barely have desk space, mm. so I can't even really use my own product. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one I'm coming out is actually a wall unit version of that. That would be cool. Yeah, that that one I'm excited for. Yeah, that's fucking cool. It's literally the same thing, but it's like positioned like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like coming out of the wall, that's and it's uh, instead of it being a, te- a teardrop kind of sh- kind of base, yeah, it's a coffin. Oh, very cool. So literally, it's Fuck, yeah. like all your old machines are in drawers to die. Mm-hmm. They go to... You can kind of now like get a bunch of them and display them. Is this 3D cool. printed? Uh, it did start off 3D printed. Uh, so basically, I 3D printed it, and they kind of shipped it off to oh, the and manufacturer. and then made a mold. And then they made the mold off of it. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, like, for... Uh, once you have the idea and the concept, I, I mean, how do you go about finding companies to... Well, I know how to 3D model. Right. So that was a big, big, big help. Yeah. Uh, that one, uh, I started using ZBrush, I think it was like seven, no, six years ago. And to be honest, dude, if any artist kind of feels bored or wants to try something new, picking up a 3D modeling, not only is it good for coming up with like unique designs that haven't been tattooed somewhere else, whatever the case is, 
but it also helps with creating products. You know what I mean, like, yeah. like I can make my own thing. And because I have a 3D printer, I can yeah. 3D print my own thing. And you can kind of get a quick I idea in it. hand. I can see yeah. if it works. Like, dude, I think I 3D printed, I think it was like 10 or 15 of these. And so I got the size just right. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because then right when I came out with the product, like we were talking about earlier, then it came out the ExoGrip, which is fucking huge and fat. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, what was that like, though? Like, you just 3D printed this, and you're like, I'm going to see if the machine fits. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, my God. I did right. it. Just like that. Exactly <laughs> this like is that. It. You're like, I did it. <laughs> right. Because let me tell you, it was like 10 of those that wouldn't fit. Yeah. Like either the thumb was a little bit too tight or like like the, the index was bent too far. <laughs> oh, dude, it was a nightmare. And then mind you, 3D printing is yeah, slow. It takes like t- a day for each of them to print. About. And I have one of those like resin printers, so it's like 15 hours to print one of them out. <laughs> yeah. And I got to print the base too. Yeah. So it's like it's like fucking eight hours for the hand and ten hours for the fucking base. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, dude, I was like, oh my god. And then you get uh, failed prints because yeah, sometimes like, it's like it doesn't like the way it's coming oh, and it yeah. literally fails. And mind mm-hmm. you, it's literally overnight. Yeah. So you'll come into the shop the next day and be like, it's not even ah, done. Yeah. It's, it's like, like uploading pinky, uploading yeah. porn in the nineties, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's when you use what's this. Use <laughs> Like, ah, I came yeah. out fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I think that'll work. <laughs> it's a strong hand. Yeah, all, all you need is the first two seconds of the download. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's put on repeat. So that had to be a great feeling. And then it's like, all right, now I have to bring this to the public. I have to mass produce it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so thankfully, like I said, that one's a, a more unique kind of, it's more of an art piece. So yeah. that one wasn't too hard to get out there. But then I'll see skin theory and I'll be like, well, how the f- how do you even come up with a formula? How do you even right. get curious to well, look at silicone in the beginning? A, that's where working with a company works. Yeah. Like, helps out. Yeah. Because like uh, the company I work with is called uh, Cosmetic Solutions. Yeah. And they really do like kind of like sit with you and like tell you like the science behind what you're that's trying to cool. do. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like you're not like super blind and like trying to like, you well, know. Well, it helps with safety, I'm sure, as well. Right. right? Exactly. They're like, let's they not the kill everyone. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all like FDA approved and that kind of thing and regulated. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the best part about going, even though it is more expensive to go through a company like that, at the end of the day, it's safer. Yeah. You know, which is ultimately kind of what the point is. Um, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's an interesting process. Uh, it's eye opening. I mean, especially when you kind of like, especially once you go through it. You kind of walk through Walgreens a little differently. Yeah, like now you know how but the processes behind all these products. You're like, I remember when I was a consumer. <laughs> I just pictured you like in the kitchen, like a trap house and shit. Just right. <laughs> oh no, and I've heard stories. Like I read online, like that's how a lot of it is. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah you're just in the kitchen, he's cooking shit up. I'm like, nah. Dude, nah. Dude, I did that for mess. years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you weren't making ointment. No, I was. Well, not all the time, but dude, because I was making um, aftercare. That's forever cool. <laughs> and i my girlfriend at the time hated me because i damaged the whole kitchen oh 100 with like different beeswax and cocoa like butter candles and shit yeah just yeah, like a mess yeah, yeah, everywhere. yeah oh it was terrible <laughs> and then like i found a final product and i realized what it cost me to make and use all this natural products it was just cheaper to buy one that was already made <laughs> right, right like this point well, that's where bulk comes in yeah i mean which bulk also comes in with price but at the end of the day, that's kind of part of the math. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to kind of put in. But yeah, no, if you if you were doing it like individually by hand, oh, dude. That's what I was doing, making yeah. hundreds. But what it did was <laughs> it got me really familiar with every product used right. in aftercare. And I'm grateful for that. Wow, this shirt is actually really nice. 
If you haven't already, you need to check out themodelcitizenapparel.com. It has the best tattoo clothing I've ever seen. And I'm quite a critic when it comes to fashion, clothing, whatever. The design has to be cool and the material has to be comfortable, at least form-fitting. They have a range of styles from vintage to modern. They're continuing to work with new artists featuring new designs and articles of clothing. You need to check out this company, themodelcitizenapparel.com. Or you can check out their social media, which is Model Citizen Apparel. It's the best. Responses. It it was tough because it, it's a lot of it's a lot of pushback. Yeah, it's I'm a lot sure. of like, what is that? Yeah. I I already use this. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it <was> like, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of that. So now the cool part is, so what I started doing was basically just you know from the conventions going literally from booth to booth and you know artists I like you know giving them to them to try and stuff yeah. like that. It does help that. You know, it's because I've been doing this for so long. I know a lot of people, a lot of friends, you know, in the industry. Sure. That it's, it's a familiar easy, person giving it to A familiar me. person, right. So it's easy to kind of be like, hey, dude, I just came up with this. And because they know who I am and this and that, they know I'm not some Joe Schmo yeah. off the street. They know right. that I at least love what I, what I do. And they at least kind of like give me the try because of that, which yeah. is a massive help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I could only imagine if Joe Schmo was trying to walk to the convention to, to pass out their ointment. Yeah. Even if it was like, you know, far more superior or whatever the case is. Yeah. It would be far harder for yeah. that, you know, type of thing. Like it's, it's they definitely. They probably never industry. go to a convention again. <laughs> they probably never would. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, so, that's, so that's kind of how it is. It's essentially it's giving a lot of it away. You know I mean, yeah. and it's the, for, the first batch is always going to be. You know, essentially, almost thrown away in a sense because it's it's literally just try, got, trying to get yeah. out to people to try. And once everybody tries it enough, because then because then the, here's the tough part. So the tough part is you because the the goal is to try to get it in distributors' hands, right? Because you get it into distributors' hands, they're the ones that buy the massive bulks to the point where you can start buying bigger bulks. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the bigger bulk you can buy, the cheaper it is for yeah, you. Yeah, your margins go down. Your yeah. margins go down, and then you can lower the margins for everyone else. Um, the hard part is distributors look at your new product and treat you the exact same way. Yeah. They go, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. So then it's, so it's literally, you got to start from the ground up. You got to work with, with, with artists. You got to kind of get that notoriety with the product. Cause, cause at that point, sure, your name helps, but now your product is nameless. Yeah. And it needs to like get some kind of like yeah, you need like the itself. artist begging this up. Exactly. The, yeah. Exactly. They need the to see that it's being used, that there is a demand. Have you also you need good packaging. Didn't you guys get yeah. I won't say mm-hmm. it. <laughs> didn't you guys get like a an aftercare thing and it looks like it came in a sunny delight like Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some pretty some pretty bad packaging. It could be right. fire, but this shit looks terrible. It's like oh, yeah. and you holding it and you're like, an artist made this? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Right. laughs> Yo, like green soap that looked like canned chicken noodle soup and yeah. stuff. It right. just was bad. <laughs> some of the stuff I saw. Second is broth. I'm a packaging whore. I love packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, like whenever I get like I'll buy, I'll keep boxes. I know. I'm yeah, like at the too. house. Just because it's I like buy a machine, it's like very nicely packaged. I'm like, I'm not throwing this dude, away. It's so hard. Like, yeah. dude, I have a bunch of like sideshow collectible stuff. Yeah, that it's like I shouldn't keep the boxes. I ain't getting rid of my fucking. I ain't getting rid of my toy. Dude, I get like a yeah, yeah like a vinyl like, figure, and it comes in like I don't even take the figure out the box because the box dude, is so it's cool. Awesome, right? Yeah. So it's oh man, and like whenever you see the packages are like you know the UV the UV coated mm-hmm. on one part, but yeah. like matte on the other. Oh, that hits the spot. <laughs> yeah. <You're> like, <laughs> 
gloss finish on some parts, a little bit of raised texture, like oh, stuff like dude, that just changes it's it the up. Best. And yeah. then when you see like awkwardly shaped ones, yeah. <laughs> like a hexagon box, you're like, what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a packaging connoisseur. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like freak about like if I get a pair of sneakers and it's got like a one-off box instead of like the yeah. average box. Oh, dude, like, it, t- it took everything out of me to like do a basic rectangular box yeah. for the Because <laughs> like my wife was like, baby, don't spend the extra money on it. It's gonna kill our margin. Yeah, like a coffin well, box would be like six right? bucks oh no thank god right yeah. then they're not working out <laughs> but let me tell you though man it is so hard to not do like a crate like i wanted to do a box for this like individual boxes and mm-hmm. the whole thing and my wife was like baby we're gonna have to sell it for 30 40 bucks yeah i'm like fuck no one's gonna buy it for 30 40 bucks yeah <laughs> what do you sell these for uh the difference is selling for 50 uh 50? yeah yeah and then what about this uh those guys sell right now for 20 uh normally they're 25 Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's yeah, because I try not to go past that. I try to... Because yeah. the idea also, too, when you make a product is you got to be competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't be super expensive, but you can't be super cheap either. You got to try to, like... You don't want to... Because at the same time, too, you want you don't want to rub elbows the wrong way either. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, the way I see it personally, the industry should be a cohabitation you know, more than anything else. It shouldn't be, like, a monopoly of, like, one main company. Yeah. You know, it should be, you know, that whole free market kind of yeah. concept. Um, so you definitely don't want to like rub elbows the wrong way, you know, kind of respect the ones that came behind you, even though you're essentially in a weird way trying to take money away from them. Yeah. But you also got to respect them as well. Right. It's almost like we'll play by the same rules. We'll play by the same rules. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing the same thing as them. Just trying to sell a product. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the the way I see it is too, like I, I gear mine more towards application and a lot of other ones gear more towards healing. So it's like the way I see it is I'm like, no, you guys have that market. I'm trying to and it's, n- it's not like you're like coming in just trying to steal the market either because like you're a tattoo right. artist yourself you know like you're already a part of it you're just mm-hmm. getting more involved is right. from what i see right, exactly that's the idea yep. I mean, the idea is because you I mean for the most part tattoo industry has kind of remained the same for a very very long time which i think you know is a positive in some degree um so you have to kind of respect that as well i mean and i think as long as we respect it and you know, try to change it and improve it wherever it may be. But so long as we give it res- the respect it deserves, usually everything kind of works out. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love th- I love this product. I use it. Yeah. Cam's right. It feels great. Yeah. I mean, as I told you at the convention, it doesn't taste great. It doesn't taste great. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's always room for improvement. Right? Yeah. Um, Cam thought it was hair gel, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Silicone is actually really good for your hair. <laughs> so Dude, you should have told me. You should rub it on <laughs> your face. I can't test oh, it. Beard oil. <laughs> I can't test it, so I can't tell. We can you. use it on our beards. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk about because we talked about this convention as well. The AI. Yes. Yeah. AI. That stuff is cool. Because not scary. only yeah, not only have I seen you involved in the products, but I've seen you get involved with the NFTs mm-hmm. and been you know a big um, voice of, of AI art. Right. Yes. Um, there's a lot of fear. Obviously, we're revolving around it. Uh, definitely should not be put lightly. People are fucked in some aspects. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of industries. Like, you know, with most, with most uh, whenever robots come in, you know, stuff like that, like in the farming industry and stuff like that, a lot of jobs do get displaced yeah. massively. Um, there is no difference in the AI art world, which I feel bad for. I, mean, I feel sorry for graphic designers, for, you know, artists of all kinds that rely right. heavily on their art to support their families and all that. 
Man, AI is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> like, that being said, that being said, Sky you guys are lot. fucked. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. The cat's completely out of the bag. It's Pandora's box. It's it has been out. opened. That shit is not closing. Like, no, and the powers that will are not going to let this go away. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, so the idea there is do you move forward right. and use it as a tool the same way we use Procreate, the same way we use Photoshop, the same way we use ZBrush, the same way we use machines? Or do we try to fight it for whatever fuck reason, for whatever high horse we want to stand on? Yeah. You know what I mean? That we're going to eventually get shot from. Right. That's essentially what's going to happen. Right. You mean, look at, uh, go back in time. Look at uh, photographers. Uh, when, when photography first came in, when they used to do paintings of portraits. That if, you, if you wanted a portrait of yourself done, you had to go sit to an artist and, and sit there and get your portrait painted. Forever. When photography came <laughs> yeah. around, they, those artists were like, oh, that's not art. All you do is click a button. <laughs> Way better it's just, picture. Right. So it's, it's, way, it's a way better picture. It's way more accurate. It's a lot faster. Way it's a lot more efficient. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with every single industry as time goes on. When digital cameras came out, old school photographers were saying that's not photography. Yeah. Because all you're doing is clicking a picture. You're not in the dark room. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? There's, it's, it's really funny how we have these kind of like dinosaur kind of folks that's prehistoric that, right. that they do not want to leave the fucking tar pit. Well, it's kind of like it's coil like, versus dude, rotary. It's like, yeah. what? Well, just like people like staying, like not wanting to switch, like not trying to see the pros right. of it. Maybe like switching to the iPad yeah. from like manual. Right, time. right. Yeah, because coil machines, is, it's a little weird. So, because with coils, you mean coils are awesome. Like I can't pull yeah. a line with a rotary like I could do with a coil. I know. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like so I have an Aaron Kane that that shit fucking still beats every machine I've ever tried. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like smooth, like with a mm -hmm. nine-liner, oh, <laughs> the creamiest <laughs> Fucking line, right? That that thing could pull. I can never do that shit with a rotary. Now it's probably because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably why. Yeah, I see motherfuckers pull great fucking yeah. lines out of rotaries. Um, so it's it's a little weird when it comes to the mm -hmm. argument of uh, rotary versus Machine. versus uh, uh, coil because there are certain aspects. But when it comes to arts as tools and and like new innovations and stuff like that, that part is a little silly. Yeah, because but it's like you're essentially kind of going on a high on a hill to die. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. why? I like your comparison to <clears throat> the portrait artist mm -hmm. a lot. Because yeah. I could see Cam being, like, 100 years old. And someone grabs his arm and they're like, is that a manual tattoo? Uh -huh. And they're like, <laughs> you sat there for hours for someone <laughs> right. to tattoo you when we could just click a button? <laughs> you know, Which is probably going to happen. Yeah, because I'll Which look at happen. those old portraits that were painted and I'm... I'm like amazed. I'm like, wow. Like now, the time and effort. Because now grab onto that thought you just had. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't be scared of AI either. Yeah, correct. Because the same way you get that same feeling from Because you get that, that feeling, feeling, right? Oh, hundred percent. Like, oh my God. Like this oh, person. Around, AI can do some incredible shit in yeah. seconds. Right. But there's something about something that's manually done that took hours and took pain to create. Yeah. You can see the soul in it. You I mean it's beautiful. I mean, you look at those old school paintings, those Renaissance paintings. You're like, dude, yeah. like, like that. I know that doesn't look like the person. I'm right. pretty sure the artist didn't fully yeah. capture them right. like a camera can. But there's, it's there's soul there. Yeah, you know time, I mean? effort, yeah. blood, sweat, and even in the client for sitting there. You know, it's like this thing you do together. Yeah, it's 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 pain. Right, you're essentially shedding pain to create something beautiful. It's right. amazing. You know what I mean? So it's like with AI, it's the same concept. Right, and now it's like, boop, done. Right. Super. And what's, what, what, the one thing I love about AI is that when you look at it from a business aspect, 
you know, forget the, 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 the ethical stuff for now. When you look at it from a business aspect, if you have uh, your clients and stuff like that, you know, we have like sometimes we have those undecisive clients. Well, now we can really quickly concept stuff, whatever intrusive thought is yeah. in their mind of like how they might want their design. Because, right. you know, sometimes they have their, their ideas are like, dude, that's not going to fucking work. Right. I want my turtle to look more stoic. It's right. Like, All right, hold on. <laughs> right, exactly. Stoic and, turtle. And you, yeah. Yeah, like I've, I've had sit downs with clients where like literally we'll sit down together and just be there on mid journey. He's cool. Hi, cool. You like that? No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? You like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> and you do that, and it's so freaking cool because now you I mean when you look at it, we okay, we don't have to go on Pinterest anymore yeah. to grab the same fucking thing that's been already, already been tattooed a million fucking times. We can literally sit there and create brand new concepts. Yeah. In seconds. Now, doesn't mean that the analogness of it goes away because now you have the idea. Now you could tattoo just like that. Like some of those are just ready to go. Yeah. Because to be honest, if you're if you're an adequate enough artist, you can tattoo whatever the fuck comes out of that. Yeah. You know kind of thing and yeah. be ready to rock and roll. But it is a lot of fun to kind of grab that and then build upon that. Yeah. You know I mean and literally use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Now when we talk about the ethicalness of it, that's where it gets a little weird. Yeah. Cuz you don't know where the AI is getting the art from. Oh, you know. Well, yeah, you know exactly yeah. where it's taking it from the artist. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's that's how it's trained. I mean, mm-hmm. it's trained with literally everything that's on the internet, and that's a lot of it's without consent, and that's where it gets a little weird. But isn't that what we're doing too? We're doing that too. See, the tattoo artists are a little funny because you have tattoo artists that fight against AI, and it's like, dude, you do the same shit. Even it's if just it's not AI is a lot better. Even if it's not intentional, right? Because you're drawing from what you've seen and what's stored consciously, right. unconsciously. Well, that still makes it unique, though. But if we look at kind of like what we do with like Pinterest and Google and yeah. stuff like that, it's the same fucking thing yeah. that AI does. Yeah. It's just we're jealous that fucking AI does it better than we do. And faster. And faster. Right. And way more. Everything about it is better than us. <laughs> yeah. Except the fingers. No, for just, now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> for and now. teeth. And teeth yeah, teeth are a little weird. Yeah, they, they're giving people oh, like 12 yeah, like teeth, 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 like layers. Yeah, and shit. that's weird. Which personally I like. I like it I too like because because <laughs> that, that's where like the artist comes in where it's like you have to take that and now make it right. You have you your know? idea now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like, like I've, and I've seen some graphic designers actually not be scared of AI and actually use AI. And then what they'll do is they'll quickly like kind of conjure shit together. It's because it's almost like magic. I mean, so they literally just put shit together really quick for the clients. They'll like it and then refine it and then make it their own. Because at the end of the day, so it's weird because sure AI does essentially get trained by a lot of different art, but even but even though it's still not using it to the T, like how we normally as right. tattoo artists use it to the T. Like I'll grab like a painting of like Frank Frazetta and use literally the torso of a dude, right, right, and that's fucking Frank Frazetta's torso. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But even if you type in Frank Frazetta's name into Mid Journey. At the end of the day, it's still going to randomize all of it. Like it's yeah. still not to the T. It's grabbing maybe the visual style, right. which if we're looking at visual style, who technically owns visual style? Because it's all kind of like evolved through yeah. what we see from the past. Because humans aren't original. Right. We, try to, right. we try to pretend we are. We're not. We grab our ideas from one place, from another place, from the clouds, from the fucking trees. That's we observe around us and then we create from what we observe. So we're not 100% original. Maybe some concepts, mm-hmm. but we essentially do grab it from our own life experiences as time goes on. Um, and then when it comes to the AI, it's kind of essentially no different. It's essentially grabbing from, it's ripping it apart from a bunch of stuff. So it's like, who's to say that something that, that a graphic designer kind of like conjures and puts together and then refines isn't theirs? You know what I mean? When we got back from the convention, you brought up a topic, do you remember, about AI? Yeah. What I don't was think it? We're, 
um, how do you feel about like AI possibly taking over the tattoo aspect of it? Like, what happened? Eventually, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. So t- I mean, it'll take over everything a lot sooner than we want. Like, we'll just become operators. We'll become operators. We'll become technicians. Right. We'll become technicians and engineers. And it, it was funny. I was listening to actually a, a podcast from uh, 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 Neil deGrasse. Uh, he had a very interesting uh, outlook on it that I really enjoyed. Uh, they asked him, like, hey, what are you going to do when AI can do everything you can do? And he says, go to the beach. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, get sunburned. Yeah. Like, get sunburned. Enjoy life. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Without work. Yeah. yeah, dude. When those selfies were coming out and everyone's doing those AI selfies and all that right. shit, every, almost every artist I followed oh, immediately did. did a fucking post was like, not real art, fuck AI. Uh, it was like, right, right. It was like a whole matter. little. <laughs> now, watch, watch what's going to happen, though. So, you're going to have, because I, I remember lives. I saw this, I saw the same thing, because uh, I, I, I started learning. I learned how to use Photoshop when I was 11 years old. Like literally right when Xbox came out, I was obsessed with like 3D and like digital stuff and all that. And I remember I asked my dad like for a 3D program and they got me Photoshop. Cool. And they just started tinkering. Yeah. And ever since then, like my dad told me something I swear to God I've carried out throughout my entire life. Because I remember when I downloaded it, it was confusing as shit. I opened it. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at, dad? I was like, dad, did it come with a, an instruction manual? And he looked at me and he told me, fuck with it. You'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> and I swear to God, I've used that fucking thought process to everything yeah. I do. <laughs> and same thing goes with three D modeling, all that stuff. Well, the funny part is because I started with Photoshop before Procreate, before Photoshop was even a thing in the tattoo industry. When I went to be an apprentice, that's how I would do a lot of my line work, a lot of my drawings. I would do on the computer with my tablet. And this was fifteen, some this was fifteen, years, so that was fifteen years ago. Not the best. No one was fucking using <laughs> Photoshop back then. Right, yeah. They're like nerd. Every single <laughs> fucking kid. artist that would come near me. When I'm there on the, because I would literally bring my computer to the shop, a big ass fucking count, like uh, tower and the whole thing. It was back in the fucking yeah. day. I brought it to the shop, made my own little corner, my own little nook, and I used to create outlines for everybody. And everybody that would oh, go near loved me, you. oh, they loved me, yeah. but hated Please, me at the same hobby. time. <laughs> yeah, because they would look at me and tell me, "Oh, that's not real art. You got to draw by, by hand. You got to draw by pencil." Yo fucking fast forward 10 years yeah everybody and their fucking moms on a fucking procreate where's your pencil now (laughs) yeah you gotta charge it huh sharpen that shit it's the same thing every single time so like i would start fucking around with some shit fucking early on thinking it's the most fucking coolest shit ever and then the industry is like fucking 10 years behind yeah Mm -hmm. so watch watch what's gonna end up happening what's gonna end up happening is right now everyone's really mad and they're like trying to cancel it and put it in back back in a box and the whole shit they're soon gonna fucking realize that's never gonna happen that the, the, the cat's already open. The only way that's going to happen is the internet fucking shuts down completely, which is not going to happen either yeah. unless some fucking catastrophe goes on, which is also likely. Yeah. <laughs> but then at that point, tattooing is just not. At that, that point, nothing matters. Yeah. So yeah. if you give a shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be last of us yeah. at that point. You would give up that easy? <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse? Yo, we have no easy. What the fuck are you talking about? We have no Wi-Fi. We can't print. <laughs> I gotta go to. I gotta hear. He, he, he thinks he can't tattoo without Wi-Fi. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm, I'm not gonna lose my, <laughs> my iPad. Won't work, bro. <laughs> He's worried about Wi-Fi. <laughs> so it's funny, dude, because it's like when you think about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, what's what's gonna end up happening is we're gonna, you know, everyone's gonna realize it's not going away, and then some popular artist, everybody you know, fucking follows and copies all the shit they do and all that kind of stuff, starts doing it, and then they all start jumping on board. Right. Oh, he's and before you know it, everybody it. forgot their argument. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is like what I see when we. I'm start. already seeing it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's pissing me the fuck off because I'm like, all you fucking assholes, go gun ho on your fucking high horse. Well, imagine this. Imagine 
Danny's our manager here. He does a lot of the initial interactions with clients. I see kind of two ways. Client walks in, they're like, I'd like to get a tattoo. Danny has, you know, the, the, the a- AI up. Mm-hmm. What would you like? This, this. Locks down a design. Mm-hmm. Hands it to the tattoo artist is like, tattoo it. So that's one one form, right? Another might just be individual with the artist, kind of like how you're saying. Like, we could whip out these consultations, no problem. Mm-hmm. Within five, ten minutes, have the exact design. Go through the communication. There's no guessing bullshit about what it'll look like. Design the day. And out. it's unique. And it's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's it. Because I know a lot of times with consultations, it's a lot of like, hold on, let me draw that up. And the iPad has made it faster, kind of like this. And it's usually still a sketch. You're not right. seeing exactly what it'll look like. Yeah. Right. You know, you combine the AI with the Photoshop and placing it right on the body. They get a good idea. 10 minutes. Yeah. The whole thing's done. Dude, and it's so much fun to like conceptualize things. Yeah. You mean like, dude, you have like, I was like, instead of sitting on the toilet playing Candy Crush, yeah. I'm sitting on the toilet playing with Midjourney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally, whatever idea that comes to mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that looks like. And now, you know is I mean? that through Discord? It's all through Discord. Right. Right. Which For personally I love because it's all on your phone. Yeah. I mean, so you don't necessarily need like, you know, which is, which is really where technology then becomes acceptable within the tattoo industry is when it's really accessible. Right. Uh, because like I've tried getting uh, folks into like 3D modeling and stuff like that, like trying to teach them. Yeah, it's kind of it's tough because you kind of need a heavy duty computer. Yeah. Right. Uh, even when it comes to rendering, you need like a powerhouse. Like I spent like 10 grand on my computer. Yeah. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. So it's like I didn't mind putting in the cash for it. But not every tattoo artist yeah. can, and you kind of need at least two to three thousand dollars to kind of get yeah, started. Yeah, so you need at least. Yeah, but these guys have PC. no problem doing that for Call of Duty. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> doing Call of Duty. No, not at all. <laughs> but the um, but yeah, when it comes to you know AI and how accessible it is, it makes makes it life super easy. Right. And you can sit there and do it and just fucking plug away. Right. And and like like you said, it's it's a lot of fun to sit there and conceptualize the clients and literally get the idea done like down packed because it's like. And, and wait till the day where, like, you know, kind of like you're saying, oh, you get it done with, like, the client beforehand. Wait till the day that that, that clients start seeing the accessibility of it. And they start bringing us uh, they're, designs. They're coming in with it already. Uh, right. Which, yeah. which is cool, but obviously, I mean, we're going to still be knit. We're still going to be needed because they don't know how the body flows. Yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. kind of have that know-how from experience. Right. You know, like the, the S shapes and the arms and stuff like that for, like, you know, different things to look better. Right. But, you know, at least now we have an idea. Sure. Yeah, I mean, because do I hate copying shit from other fu- that people fucking send? Because usually it's always the same shit. It's yeah. it's you know yeah. if, if it's a Poseidon, it's always the same Poseidon. Yeah, it's the Poseidon that everybody thinks is Poseidon, but it's not Poseidon. It's fucking Zeus. And they just say it's fucking Poseidon. The side view one, uh-huh. the beard. Yeah, because that's actually the, that's actually a statue of Zeus. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. But everybody everybody's been calling it oh. no, bullshit all the way around. That's a that's a statue of Poseidon. Yeah, it is Poseidon. That people, people think say it's Zeus. It's Zeus. Yeah. correct. And right. it's like yeah, you right. know you have Poseidon on you, right? Right. That's not Zeus. Yeah, they send you the picture. Like, I want this Zeus. Like, like Zeus first off, it's not. Looks like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah. statue of Zeus is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the most Some basic beard, most basic hair. But if you put a lightning dude. ball in its hand, yeah, boom. Exactly. <laughs> Zeus. Some lightning in the eyes. Yeah, bro. Have you ever stumped it? Like, put something so fucking wild that the AI was just like, I don't know. No. Nothing? Like, ninja nope. dolphin. It'll make it. It'll make it. You'll have a ninja like dolphin. A ninja dolphin. So, so the Cam's going to go home and he's going to be like, my dad. <laughs> so, so, well, you know what's funny? What you can do is you can upload a photo of your dad, copy the message link of, of the photo, <laughs> type in whatever the fuck you want else to be in it, and it will use that photo as a base. 
What if you don't have a photo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to tell you about Allegory's new Ultra Black. This stuff is dark, maybe even darker than my childhood. It is amazing for lining, shading, and even blackouts. And I know a thing or two about blacking out. You got to check this stuff out on allegoryinc.com. Use discount code unemployable for 20% off. And I was so curious to get everybody's thoughts like yeah. on AI and like, you know, well, yeah. what reactions did you get? So the majority are super excited. Yeah. yeah for the most, cause it is, it is exciting. We don't have to rely on the everyday you know, images, but there are a handful that are super against it. Obviously. And when you hear them speak, you know, no, no offense to any of these artists that, you know, that I spoke to, but when you hear them speak, you can tell that a lot of it's ego. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of insecurity that essentially is coming out through what they're saying. What if and this I, takes away clients? And business? I completely understand. But if you don't use whatever tools are available, you will be left behind. Yeah, you, yeah. Kind of Those fears will come true. Those fears will yeah. become true, and that's exactly how it works. Uh, because if, as long as you get ahead of whatever it is, you will not be left behind. Right. I mean, you just got to kind of learn to evolve and become liquid, or liquid enough to be able to kind of like you know move with the flow. Yeah, you know wherever it goes, you know sometimes it may not be where your most comfortable is, but if you're fluid enough, it will you'll get comfortable. Yeah, it's just I mean, it. I remember my transition to the iPad. I think I was late in the game, and I was fighting it a lot, right? Just because I didn't want to learn something new. Yeah, that's like really and what yes. it came down to. And uh, when I obviously made it there, I was like, wow, I'm I've just improved as a tattoo artist just by learning this skill. Mm. Which at the time seemed like it had nothing to do with tattooing. Right. You know, and then you make it work for yourself. And now. Dude, like when I started 3D modeling, uh, that helped me massively when it came to realism. Because I understood shadows. Yeah. Because as I'm sculpting from a sphere to an object, I can see where the shadows are playing. And like what effects I do make that happen. Right. You know, kind of thing. And then as I'm tattooing, I can kind of like see it. And then, you know, certain images you kind of play with. And it does help massively with, you know, AI now and stuff like that. Because I can kind of see where mistakes are and then kind of, like, work accordingly, you know, kind of That thing. makes sense. Yeah. Especially it, with light not, source and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, and I think technologies can really help, you know, yeah. the artists themselves. And you, you, you'll kind of do a lot of different styles or you'll stay focused on one? Um, Tattooing-wise. <sighs> I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's uh kind of whatever feels right. Yeah, whatever feels good um, for the piece. For the piece, uh, I, I my favorite's always realism. So I was yeah. like, I'll try to make a look realistic. Um, but it's a lot of fun to fuck around with a lot of different styles. Yeah, it is. You know I mean, so it's like that whole like, oh no, I only do realism or I only do this. It's like, eh, what for? Right. Like it's boring. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, like I I get bored really easily. So it's like I don't I don't stick to the same shit all, all the time, which sucks for my algorithm. Because <laughs> my algorithm is like, what the fuck are you doing? Today? Right. Like right. one day it's this, the next day it's we're that. trying to keep up with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I throw in 3D modeling, I throw in some AI, I throw in some tattoos, I throw in some fucking pictures of my kids. Yeah. It's like AI, my algorithm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been tattooing? Fifteen years. Nice. And yeah. it start? Did it start in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, started in Florida, and I moved to Colorado for like six months, and the cold got me. <laughs> I was like, fuck that shit. Like I, yeah. Oh, dude, like, it's it was cool because it was really pretty. Like, dude, I had, yeah, I had yeah. a gorgeous apartment. Yeah. Like, I had a, and this was, like, in 2009 when, like, Colorado Springs was still fucking dirt cheap. Yeah. Like, I think I was paying 700 bucks a month for, like, a two-bedroom, 1,200-square-foot corner unit that oversaw all of Pikes Peak. 
Wow. When it started snowing, when it started yeah. snowing, it was the most beautiful thing to just sit oh, there and stare at. Like, it was gorgeous. But, dude, it's, the cold sucked. It's so cold. Like, cause, stare out and not go out. Yeah, <laughs> it was like early, early in my career. And the downside was I didn't have a lot of clients. Yeah. So, dude, when, that was, when those winter months came, dude, I, I don't know how artists do it. I really don't. Because it's like, dude, when it starts getting really cold like that, you can't drive, you can't go anywhere. Like, what the fuck you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, we have summer year-round, so it's like, there's no excuse. You know, you're working December, yeah. you're working January, you're working yeah. fucking yeah. August, it doesn't fucking matter. But it's like, when it's that fucking cold and it's snowing that hard... Depression season. Yeah, no yeah. one's getting tattooed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Everyone's like, home fucking loathing around. But then you look at fucking places like Canada or like fucking Alaska and all these cold ass motherfucking places. It's snowing a lot. And you're like, and you're like, dude, like you're busy. How? Because it, <laughs> it's cold every day. So you just learn to live you, you with see, it. The seasonal yeah. shit is tough. <laughs> right. You hibernate. Yeah, and it was then cold so this morning. How long were you out there? Oh, six months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got there in June. I left in January. Yeah. <laughs> One winter I'm was breaking this lease. <laughs> no, straight up. 700 a month? Dude, Fuck I looked that. at my roommate. I was like, keep everything. I'm out. Yeah. That's <laughs> Fuck uh, this shit. 700 now. It's just an efficiency in Hialeah. Dude, not even. Not even, man. Not even fucking, not even fucking. No, Hialeah is crazy expensive. The whole reason yeah, why I moved to Hollywood. Dude, Hialeah pushes out. Pushes mm. out the fuck out, man. And I realized why, though. Hialeah is one of the very few places in the United States you can go to where you don't have to learn the language of the country and get all of the amenities of the country itself. So what's happening is landlords and businesses and stuff like that kind of realize that and they pigeonhole. And they'll go, all right, you came here to get a better life. You can't go anywhere else. You got to pay what you got. Bro, drive mm. around Hialeah. You think it's a house, but it's like a dentist. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can't afford both. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's, it's a motherfucker, man. I, and, dude, I, I, I was born, born and raised in Hialeah. You know I mean, yeah, I didn't want to leave. You know, I did not want to leave. But, dude, it's like when COVID happened and all that kind of stuff, my lease was running out at the shop. I was like, I can't stay, dude. It's too much money. Yeah. It's way too expensive. It's not fucking worth it. And uh, I like Hollywood, though. It's, uh, it's a little weird at night, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of places in Florida are like that. Did you apprentice in, in Hialeah area? No, in Homestead. Homestead. Yeah, which was a bitch to do from Hialeah to Homestead every day. What was your process yeah. of getting yeah. a mentor? Oh, dude, it was so random. So everything in my life, for the most part, has been not my not by choice. Okay. Everything, by, everything in my life has been completely by right. random. Um, the the Photoshop, because I literally asked my dad for a 3D modeling right. program. He, he got fuck a Photoshop. Around, find out. Yeah. Which is not 3D modeling. Yeah. <laughs> that out. Then I remember um, I was originally going to to school for art for video game art and design and AI uh, in um, art institute, and two semester no one semester in I ended up finding tattooing, and the way I found out tattoo finding tattooing was completely by random too. I went with a buddy of mine to go watch him get his nipples pierced, and as he was getting his nipples pierced, he decided out of nowhere to get one of my drawings tattooed, which was cool. But at that time, I was already drawing, like, you know, tattoos for friends and stuff like yeah. that. So it wasn't, like, the big one. Right. His, the tattoo artist I was tattooing him was his cousin. Gotcha. He didn't really care how it came out. Right. He let me do a line on the tattoo. Nice. And when I did that line, an on switch came on. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, my God, I can make art permanent. Holy shit. Yeah. Because I, I struggled a lot with like in school, like drawing stuff for people and then seeing it like a week later, like crumbled up in their notebook. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that made me yeah. hate designing for people. 
Yeah. You know, because they would just not take care of it. But then when I, so when I did that line and I made that line permanent on this guy's arm, which was the worst fucking line I've ever done in my entire life, which was hideous. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. well, jagged. Because he didn't barely have this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was the worst fucking line on the yeah. goddamn planet. And but it's like an I, oil spill. Oh, dude, it was so bad. But I was like in my it, it just fixated me on it. Dude, I dropped out of college. I dropped, I quit my job. Everything, dude. And you started doing that shit every day. You started driving back and forth, dude. Back and forth, back and forth every single fucking day, seven days a week. Yeah. And it's like, and that shit sucked ass because it's like that was an hour and a half drive, going and back. Yeah. You know, so I put. I think I put. I think it was. Uh, I remember I had a brand new Scion. I think I put like eighty thousand miles onto that car. It sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it was. I I murdered that poor car. Yeah, but I've heard that a lot. Like, something getting feet wet in the industry, and it's like instantly knew this is for me. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's how my experience was. And right. I think that's cool. I think it's for most. You know, and it yeah yeah, which almost allows everyone to to deal with all the hurdles in the beginning. Right. And, dude, I haven't thought about this in a long time, and you just brought it up by talking about, you know, designing for people and, like, crumpling it up. But before tattooing for me was graffiti, mm. and I would do these pieces on the wall, and they'd get buffed. Right. And I'd get so mad. I'd be like, <laughs> I you spent... Start, you start getting a grunge against the art itself. Dude, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I spent three nights of my life on that yeah. fucking highway piece. <laughs> It should have been up for at least a couple months. Like, you haven't buffed anything in a year. And I do it, and three weeks later, the whole white wall is whitewashed, bro. Yep. And I'm like, fuck this. (laughs) It makes you hate the art. Yeah, I would go back and just, like, do nothing. Just, like, (laughs) fuck this guy. Yeah, Yeah, like, cover my shit again. Yeah, and then, and you know, now things have evolved a little bit where I think there's even more permanent ways you can do art but at the mm-hmm. time like this will be on someone maybe you know 50 70 years like that's right. that's huge. a long time it's huge and yeah. it's like and the and they have to take care of it yeah it's their body and then yeah. like lasers came out and i'm like fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, i'm like this close to wanting to buy a laser machine I know, I <laughs> mostly just so i can play with it because i just really want to play with it. i just want to zap stuff at the new <laughs> shop we'll have one if you want to come come by and play with it yeah Imagine if Javi was pulling that first line, had that realization. He's like, oh, I want my nipples pierced. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, fuck that. After watching that show, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> So then, dude, so then you start the apprenticeship. I mean, was it kind of typical old school apprenticeship? Was it a little moderate, more modern? Yeah, pretty old time? school. Pretty old yeah. school. Like, so, so the, originally, I was supposed to be the apprentice of the owner, okay. uh, which ended up not being the case. It, it started feeling a lot more like he just wanted me there to clean the shop. Yeah. I like just basically free labor. Yeah. Um, but my actual mentor, I guess, took pity on me. Nice. And he started teaching me. Yeah. He started kind of like, you know, un- unbeknownst sort of to the, to the owner. Uh, or like the owner just didn't really care. Yeah. Um, like this, the owner had me selling dogs. You know Selling I mean? like what? Selling dogs. I have a charge. I sort of got, I, every time I go to do anything, I have to explain a charge that I got when I was an apprentice. Well, this guy got into, into breeding. Into yeah, into going to buy dogs like like and not even cool dogs like fucking you know fucking pit bulls and rottweilers. It was poodles and yorkies. And because <laughs> I was a do boy, he saw an opportunity. hundred oh, <laughs> percent in the market. Yeah, because I was a do boy. Yeah, he would basically give me a couple cages to put in the back of my car and just go and post up somewhere. 
And sell the dog. And sell the dog. Holy and they would. Yeah. That was the crazy part. I would sell them for $1,500, like $2,000. Step $2, up. Yeah, dude. I would have <laughs> like a little I'll be there playing with the dog. I'm like, ah. Yeah. And somebody would come and be like, oh, my God, so cute. I'm like, oh, yeah. $2,000. You're like, actually, I also tattoo on this eye. <laughs> and, right, right. So, yeah. And then I had a, then it was funny, the cops showed up and gave me adjudication, which was on paper, I got arrested. Yeah. But I didn't. And it was an appear to court. And it was funny because I remember I get, I get to my court date. And I was there with my dad because my dad was like fucking super disappointed. He was yeah. like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like poodles, right. <laughs> like first tattooing, <laughs> now dogs. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just stay with the Photoshop?" <laughs> <laughs> right. And I remember my dad. Um, I'm there with my dad, and he's there trying to like vouch for me in front of the judge. He's like, D-, "He's like, judge, he's a good kid. He's going to college. He's trying, yeah. da da da. Right. You know that whole fucking thing." Uh, so he like, I guess, forgot that I fucking dropped out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going and back to college. He's like, trying, he's like trying to pitch it to the fucking judge. And I remember... We'll give you a poodle. I remember there, there was a... There was a um, what is it called when, uh, when it's like their lawyer? Like the, the county's lawyer? Uh, prosecutor. Yeah. He, he was telling me, he's like, dude, you don't have any other charges. We can get this expunged. You just have to do community service and this right. and that. Me like an idiot. I looked at... I, at the time, I was really you know, confident about this idea or this concept. But I was like, no, I need to live with this. I need to learn. <laughs> Leave it on my record. I need to make sure I get reminded to not get fucked with like this all the time. Which is true. I, I needed to learn that shit. You yeah. know, kind of thing. But because of that decision, every time I fucking do anything, like try to get a fucking release or try to do anything, I have to explain that fucking charge. Mm. And it is the stupidest thing on the fucking planet because yeah. it doesn't say anything on the charge. I have to sit there and explain, dude, I was selling puppies <laughs> and it wasn't anything crazy. It was Yorkies. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't selling fighting dogs. I wasn't selling fighting dogs. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't a good ring. story. It was Yorkies and poodles. It was Yorkies and poodles. It was just so fucking funny, and dude. Every time. <laughs> so, so did you learn from leaving it on the record? Yeah, because I, soon thereafter, I ended up leaving because I started realizing I was yeah. fucking getting abused by this guy. Uh, like basically, it's taking, being taken completely taken advantage of. Uh, and then I, it, it helped too that my dad was like, "Dude, you need to fucking shape up." Yeah, and it it, it it you know that, so they're that like was a solidifier. Don't worry, dude. We're gonna expunge this off the record. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it. And I was like, no. Keep it on. I need to learn a lesson. And what was your dad? What did your dad say? <laughs> oh, he was he was blank. He was he was like, ah, oh, okay. Your Honor, <laughs> yeah. as you can see, my kid's an idiot. <laughs> Imagine oh, going into like county like. What are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> well, one time I got, I got, I went, to, I went to county for for, for uh, a ticket I, didn't, I never paid for. Uh, that was that was fun. That was the fun was I had there were guys in there for like serious shit, and I was like, should I lie? I and I was like, no, I shouldn't there. lie. No, I I didn't pay a ticket. I <laughs> told you my jail story like yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Javi, I don't think Say I. Say it again. I'll give you the quick. The yeah. quick, but it's so high. Dude, I kind of did the same thing. Like, kids are idiots, dude. Right. Well, whatever. I went in front of the judge. I was on probation. Showed up. Failed drug test. They're like, you're going in front of the judge right now. Yo, I begged, and I was like, please don't put me, you know, in jail. Because it was like 30, 60 days, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I guess I reasoned with him, and he's like, I'm considering letting you go home with your parents. I gave him this huge speech. I was like, I'll never be back. If I'm back, I'll put myself in jail, right? <laughs> so three days later, I was back in front of him for failing a drug <laughs> test again. <laughs> and like my parents hired a lawyer, all this stuff. It was like a big deal. My dad showed up. 
I go in front of the judge somehow, and I'm high as fuck when I'm there. So it's like not helping my, my case, literally. Your Honor? Yeah. It's like... Dude, I was was terrified. And like my boy's like, here, this will give you confidence. He gave me like 200 milligrams of Adderall and like all. Dude, I was speeding dick. Yeah, I was like vibrating. You could have charged a phone on my back. And somehow my lawyer like got me out. And I remember the judge is like, okay, we're going to try this again. And I look at my lawyer and I'm like, can I say something? And he's like, no. (laughs) because <laughs> i'm like this and he's like <laughs> and i was like i just want to thank the judge and he's like fine so i stand up like in front of like the tables like by the judge i put my hands by my back and i'm like walking with my head up pretty much giving this speech that like my dad raised me to be a man of my word and last time i was here i told you i would send myself to jail and I will not accept going home with my parents. And you need to send me to jail. <laughs> my dad just in the background, like, what the fuck, bro? And the judge, like, like quiets down because everyone's talking. My lawyer's pissed. And he looks at me and he goes, this is, um, he goes, oh, what the fuck did he say? He said, this is the greatest display of integrity I've ever seen in my courtroom. And then he sent me to jail, dude. <laughs> Yo, what if the judge said no? There's like water there. You're like, (laughs) 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 how about now? I'll give you a reason to go to jail. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. So you got off that dog selling gig. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was barely an apprenticeship. I mean, for the most part, I was really more used to being a stew boy. Did you stay there and tattoo? No, I never tattooed. Um, I never tattooed there at all. So it was funny. So I quit there. And I was, uh, at the time, I was trying to do anything I could for money. Because uh, obviously, I mean, your old school apprenticeship, yeah. there's no getting paid. Right. You know, type of thing. You're free labor. How long were you there for? Uh, eight months. Uh, I was there. And I really tried. I yeah. really wanted to give it a shot. It's a while. Uh, dude, and everything. I, I remember one time I got taped to a fucking pole, like, <laughs> nice. the, like with a fucking 40 ounce, like, attached <laughs> to my chest. And I remember screaming because I was like, dude, cops are passing by. Like, yeah. I don't want to fucking get picked up. Right, <laughs> like, right. Get me down. <laughs> And it was stupid as shit. So the typical fucking, you know, abuse the apprentice yeah. kind, of, kind of apprenticeship. Learning. Learning. <laughs> right. Character building. Right. Right. Dog <laughs> selling. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, I completely understand now because yeah. you do essentially have to destroy whatever ego is there. Yes. To then give a little bit of humble pie to then be able to build upon. Right. So I completely get it. Foundation. Yeah. Found- it's, it is foundation because I do appreciate this so much more. Right. Because of the suffering, I was. It's a little abstract. It's a little abstract, but I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. And but I was, I was. I remember I, at the time I was also creating like flash sets, you know, because this was yeah. back in the day when flash set was a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> and I remember I quit, and I was like, dude, I can't let these flash sets go. You know, I mean, like I, I wasted so much time making these like on Photoshop and you know the whole thing. Yeah. And I you're like laughing. You don't even fucking <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, you, no, I do what we're talking just, about. You just use it. I remember Flash. <laughs> Yo, because you go online yeah. and you could like purchase, and it was like another form of income mm-hmm. for yeah, artists. Yeah, like like exactly what we were just talking about earlier yeah. about like oh like you know you you making the design and giving it to the artist to yeah. the tattoo. It was no different. Right. It was no fucking different. You literally someone would come in. And that was all it was for every single fucking tattoo shop. Yeah. And there's barely any custom. It was totally happening. fine to tattoo that. Yeah. And to put it all over your walls and it's other people's art. And it's- Dude, I remember fucking seeing like, uh, 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 fuck, what was it? There's one guy I used to love him so much, dude. Uh, David Bolt. 
Okay. David Bolt artwork. Yeah, I, I remember loved. the last name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I loved it. Like, every time I saw one of his tattoos being done, like the shop, I was like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> like, I love David Bolt's work. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of do five sets similar to kind of that. And I had like, a, like I don't know, I think it was like, maybe like 10 sheets, like something like that. Uh, like all kind of like horror-ish yeah. kind of vibe. And I remember printing out a list of like, addresses from like MapQuest and like how to get there from my house and cool you know, like, yeah. I, like a fucking map bible of my of map quest yeah. collections you know and like i like i learned all of miami right, right. <laughs> because of that and dude i remember going from shop to shop being like hey you know i have this flash set you know 100 bucks you, you want da, da, da. the only two shops bought uh and i remember the last one uh one dude was like dude you know if you have this if you had it like, i gave him a story and he's like, dude, why don't why why quit? Like, because I was I was annoyed, I was frustrated, I wanted to quit. Uh, and he was like, don't, don't quit. Uh, I forgot what the name of the shop was. Um, and he kind of convinced me. Uh, I tried doing the, the the apprenticeship again at another shop. Uh, this one guy fucking like sweet talked me into a, into an apprenticeship again. Fucking hated his work. Like I didn't see his work. He talked a good game. Yeah. I went into work with him the next day, and I saw him do a tattoo. I was like, oh god. <laughs> I'm not gonna learn shit from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like I, I have eyeballs. Right. I can see. Right. <laughs> and I, I quit. I was like, no, thank you. Right away. Right away. Yeah. Right the fuck away. You I didn't was care like, what kind of. I was not gonna pick had. up any new habits. Yeah. From that shit. And dude, I went and started being a kitchen a kitchen magician. Yeah. I was like, that's gonna be my my own my own. I felt like my only option. Yeah. Bought fucking some garbage ass. I think it was they were called soft touch uh, coil Ooh, machines from back in the good. day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty soft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think they were named like because they were really lightweight and they they were compared to, compared to a lot of other coils. like brass machines. Yeah, yeah, these were like aluminum garbage. They're eBay right, plastic. I mean, it's eBay crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I butchered all my friends. Hell butchered yeah, my uncles, family members. They still have them. Yeah. Because I refuse to fucking touch them up or fix them. Right. They're, they're antiques. Yeah. They're antiques. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they they're have, supposed to look like that. They're supposed to look like that way. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, I was supposed to dot the stencils on for the portraits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. That beard on, on a Jesus tattoo literally has the dots of where the beard kind of like just <laughs> It's just a shape up. That's all that is. You got oh, a crispy beard. Bad. So, dude, I just did the math. You actually tattooed me in 08. Yeah. Yeah. He did this one. A buddy of uh, mine passed away. Like a big ass group of us went to the tattoo shop in Hialeah. Oh, yeah. And you did I think this I one. that. Yeah. That was what? Year one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably year one. That's probably year one. Dan, uh -huh. that's a classic. You have an that's antique. A I have. You have and an Danny antique. never an once <laughs> has asked to cover that up. Never. Right. Not yet. Because he gets it. <laughs> well, a friend that passed away. Yeah, because I remember that. I think it was yeah, like a yeah. big group. A bunch of us came Oh, that shop is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fucking like that was a good fluorescent story. lights in there was just the, the one on the second floor. Yeah, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm never gonna forget when. Oh, dude, the day I quit that shop, that shop was so gross, dude. Oh my god, I remember I walked in. It was a uh, stairwell, and as I'm walking up the stairwell, the lid of the autoclave is on the stairwell. Oh, uh. and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be one of those days, right? I continue walking up the stairs. There's the other. There's the pot of the of the, the autoclave. Oh. I'm like, cool. I turn the corner to see a front door. There's a mountain of fucking beer bottles and trash right in front wow. of the shop. And cigarette buds everywhere, buds everywhere. I open up the door, dude. The motherfucker threw a hell of a party. Beer bottles everywhere. Checks out. Everywhere. Makes sense. Dude, it was fucking <laughs> gross. The setup wasn't broken down. Yeah. Like it was disgusting. That day I knew I was quitting. 
Yeah. But I wanted to be, you know, I didn't want to just leave. I wanted yeah, to, like, yeah. tell him, hey, fuck you. I'm fucking quitting. Right. And I remember I packed all my shit, and I waited. I waited for him to show up. Anybody that tried coming in, I'm like, no, we're close. Leave. You know, the whole thing. Didn't and bother how many back. years had you been tattooing at that At that point? time, two. Okay. It was only two years at the time. Were and you nervous about leaving, finding another job? No. Nah. Okay. No, not, not, in that, not in that condition. Right. At that condition, just, I'd rather I don't just, give a shit. I'd rather just continue tattooing at the house. Right. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case. Because that's at least my house is a lot cleaner. Right. Yeah. You know? And, dude, when he finally came in, he started bitching me out for not cleaning the shop. I was like, dude, I'm not your fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> I'm not your apprentice. I'm you done selling dogs. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I got up and left. And I was like, no. I never fucking, never, never heard about it. I swear to God, I, I refuse to name him. Or right. the shop, because when you do that, you give them immortality. Correct, correct. It's, I prefer them to disappear Yeah. in the vastness of space. You know what I mean? And Into the easiest heaps. way to do that is to never fucking mention their goddamn name. Into the let, heaps let the of beer bottles. Yeah. yeah, dude. And I'm oh. keeping the poodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a different shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably had them. Sadly, so it was, it was kind of cool. So when I was tattooing at the house, my mentor, the, the one who really taught me how to tattoo, he still kept on giving me pointers, even though I was not at the studio and the whole thing. He really kind of like still kept on, because he knew, he understood. He understood yeah. why I quit and why I got out and the whole thing. Uh, sadly, a year after that, he ended up passing away. Uh. Uh, young as shit, too. I remember he was younger than I was. Because uh, he, he started tattooing when he was like 13. Like super, super. Bernardo Sedna uh, was his name. He used to go by, by essay. Um, dude, it was so crazy, man. He, he was 19 when he passed away. I was 20. And dude, when, when that happened, I was like, fuck. Like, oh, I didn't feel real. Yeah. Like, oh, that shit hit like a brick. Old. Oh, dude. And it's like the whole family, everything. I still keep in touch with everybody. I see, I see the family every now and then, like in conventions. Because yeah. uh, the brother, uh, Joe, he, he kept the studio. And he, st he, and he learned how to tattoo. Nice. And he kind of kept the name going and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It was just super sweet. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, dude. And it's like, it's so cool, like kind of like running into him again. Yeah. It's kind of like, like memories come crashing back. And the good ones, too. Like, yeah. it's never like sad. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you, you take the good and the bad with the industry. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always the hurdles. There's, I, I feel like it's really everyone's got their, like, beginning stories, yeah. you know, and coming up. You can make up. a book out of everybody's story. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Where, and then you have your own shop now. Okay. And how was opening that, and when did you do that? Uh, I think I opened that 10 years ago or 11 years ago now. Uh, 2011 was when I opened it. Because nice. um, I, I, every shop I was, I started working at, I hated. I hated the vibe. I hated the, the it was your typical street shop. And yeah. ugh, I couldn't stand it. Because I, I like my music. I like, sure. I like my vibe, you know, kind of thing. And they just, every shop I went to, they just didn't have that feeling. Right. And then, you know, come to find out that it's not that expensive to open up your own studio. Right. Uh, and I was about to buy a house. Uh, I remember, and dude, it, it's kind of funny because I, I look back and like the market at the time was when it just crashed. Dude, if I would have bought a house, it would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I don't regret it. I yeah. got my studio, the whole experience. And it, it was funny because I remember I had, I think it was like 15 grand saved up like for the down payment. Yeah. Uh, and I took that and like went to go open up my own, my own studio. Um, and it was, it was kind of funny because I was booked, I think it was like a month in advance at the house, like tattooing at home. Yeah. And at that point I was like, well, I know I can pay rent. Right. And being a, a month booked. So I, I felt comfortable. And it was cool because then once I started, then I started getting booked even more because now I can actually say that right. I'm here tattooing and right. I'm available. 
Uh, and it just kind of like, you know, it's been nice and coasting with that ever since. Yeah. I, mean, I tried the whole like, you know, having a bunch of artists and stuff like that, but I'm not that good of a businessman right. uh, when it comes to like the shop itself. So I always just kind of keep it as a private studio. And that's what it is today. Yeah yeah. 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 Like I keep the doors locked. Like it says like appointments only type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood. Yeah. 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 It's actually a prime spot if I did want to make a, a, a walk-in shop, but yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. I kind of like the quiet. I get that. Yeah. Whatever works, though. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really what it comes down to. And especially if you're not able to find the vibe, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you go out and create it? Yeah, yeah. you make it. Yeah, that's exactly what, what it was. Right. And it's awesome, dude, because it's like I walk in whenever I want to or leave whenever I want to. Like right now, I have a, I'm tattooing in the front because I, I literally just set up my booth right now to do a time lapse of doing a puzzle with my family. Gotcha. So it's like whenever gotcha. I pick up the kids, I go to the shop for a yeah. little bit and we do the puzzle a little more. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And how how many days a week are you tattooing? Oh, I, I schedule seven days. Because okay. the downside nowadays with COVID, it's like it's the perfect excuse. Yeah. And it's still the perfect excuse, even though it's been so many years. Um, so because of that, it still doesn't feel safe to kind of like really have a day off. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's been so many times where like I'll have a day off and then people cancel. And yeah. then they use the COVID excuse, which... Yeah. It's hard to say if it's an excuse or not because you can't challenge that. It's like saying they have diarrhea. Yeah. I can't prove that. I'm not going to go to your house and fucking shit stick some shit up your nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just going to fucking reschedule. And what does it look like? What's the process of booking with you? Like, what do you charge? Do you have kind of like, you know, booking policies or what's the uh, wait time? The wait time is typically about six months, give or take. Right. I try not to do too much more. Um, I recommend for everyone to not do more. Yeah. Um, it's hard to learn. Yeah, because you can't plan shit. Any kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You can't live. Yeah, this yeah. is just what happens. Any changes you want to make, you got to wait a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so I definitely don't ever recommend people to be more booked than, than that or whatever's more comfortable for right. everybody. But, uh, but yeah, usually about six months. Uh, it's all done through the website you know, for the most part. I, all my pricing, wait time, deposit, everything is all written out. Uh, if it's one day session only, it's 2500 uh, with a thousand dollar deposit, and if it's multiple sessions, they're breaking down to two thousand uh, for the day, yeah. And then with a two thousand dollar deposit, and it was funny because before I used to do by the hour, but ever since I quit smoking cigarettes, it's yeah, uh, by the yeah, hour yeah, work. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny you said that, I could really, yeah, dude. So it's like it's kind of one of those kind of things where hourly just doesn't really quite fit the bill. And usually, what was happening before with, with hourly, uh, which was really interesting, was is that people would tap way sooner than they than they really could yeah. because they there was no financial obligation right and when it's happening no there yeah right what ends up happening there you end up having to book significantly more appointments it which becomes backs more you way more up yeah and you're actually not making a lot more money because right. you're only tattooing for x amount of hours versus a set price for the day right. <laughs> all right cam take us out thank our guest no let the ai take us out yeah Beep boop beep. Zeros and ones, zeros and ones. Insert subtitles there, Danny. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. Thanks again for Hobby for joining us. Man. Yeah, thanks, thanks so everybody. much yeah. for coming out, dude. Yeah, I had a really fun time today. Thought today did some good topics. Informative. Super informative episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Always stay informed. Yeah, I mm-hmm. cannot wait for AI to replace Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to just, I can't, I'm just go to the beach with uh, Steve, what's his name? Oh, that Steve? No. (laughs) The Steve? The the science guy. I'll be at the beach with him. (laughs) Oh, right. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse. Where the fuck did you get Steve? (laughs) I just want to go to the beach. (laughs) 